I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We're your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Hello. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? <laughs> Am you, I loud? Yes. Do you see my wine glass like filled to the top? Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Brene for the wine glasses. <laughs> Did you see what I rolled up in? I like, actually did your house. I did it actually. I didn't Lord. look out. Sorry. So I rolled up in a rental car. What kind? I won't say because somebody might have it. Um, <laughs> but you don't really. First like of it. all, it's a rental car. But girl, I was at work last week and walked to my car and somebody hit my whole front bumper in the parking lot. They when, can't drive when I wasn't even in it. Thank the Lord. <laughs> But I had oh a note. I, yeah, I had a note on my um, windshield, and it was like, "Hey, sorry, I hit your car. Um, this is my info. Hope we can settle this outside of insurance." Excuse me. Well, okay. At least they left the note. At least they did. I was I was thankful, but I was really pissed off because my week had been horrible already. And, and you then, haven't had that jeepo a year. No, but I was grateful that they did that. But at the same time, it was just like such a hassle to like deal with all that like this is my first time ever having to deal with like a collision type of thing girl it's horrible so i had to deal with it and it was coming after like a whole bunch of mess i had already dealt with so that's why my wine glass is filled to the top you know i had to do it like (laughs) a year or two ago and who called their daddy and had them come all the way from east texas was your girl i was like hey dad i remember calling my mom for some reason i was scared to tell my dad i don't know why but my dad was just concerned if I was okay. Because my mama got right off the phone with me and called my daddy. My daddy called me in one minute of me getting out. He was like, are you okay? Did you do this? And I was like, and I had never been in one, so I didn't really know what to do. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. But I was like so shaken and I was so nervous. I was like, daddy, I just need you to come up here and I need you to handle it. And you know what my daddy did? He got in the Cadillac and he came and handled it. And I just feel like <laughs> that is like that. This whole week had been like so distracting because yeah. before that I had to miss work because my flight from somewhere had got canceled three times and I couldn't oh, yeah. get back to Dallas. So this had happened like the day after that. And so I was already just like just annoyed. Then I go to my car and the whole front bumper is hit. And I'm just like, what is what happening you, in my life? First of all, how fast did you back up? I w- I was backed in, and if it's the person that I think it was, they were backed in also. So I just don't understand how you would hit me because I wasn't in a, I was on a row where there's no row in front of you or behind you. So it's like they pulled off and just hit me. I don't know. But they probably weren't paying attention. At least they left a note. Thank you, Jesus. But um, yeah, so it's just like when things happen like that, then two exes had hit me up. What Last they want? Week, I don't know because I didn't respond. Listen, we don't like want Jesus. those spirits <laughs> in our lives. I'm like, Jesus, what is happening this week? So that's why I just am drinking this wine and we're going to continue with the podcast. Well, I will say <laughs> that I think this is the fact. So, quick fact. Every time we record, Erica brings a bottle of wine. And every time she brings a bottle of wine, we kill it. <laughs> so sometimes if you hear a slur or going, like, we really going off, we didn't got a little liquored up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how my week has been. But what's new? What's popping with you? So, okay. So, you know, um, I was telling you that, you know, I've been, like, so I've told Erica, like, certain, like, goals and things that I want to work on personally. And so I have been working on those goals. That's good. I've been working on some personal projects, and um, I'm exhausted, actually. 
I'm really tired. As we speak, my eyelids are really heavy. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I've been up like pretty much every night this week trying to get organized. And, and also at work, we're having like summer Fridays. So I've been working overtime so that I can get off early because mm-hmm. I got a hair appointment. <laughs> and also because I have to go to the doctor this week. I have two appointments. I got a hair appointment on Thursday and then I have a doctor's appointment on Thursday. No, a hair appointment on Friday and a doctor's appointment on Thursday. And so I'm flexing to make up three and a half hours. Um, I've made up two hours already. I'm going to make up an hour tomorrow and 30 minutes on Friday. So I'm really doing the most right you now. You out here adulting. That's what it sounds like. Bitch, I'm tired. <laughs> and this one is putting a girl to sleep. So well, you better wake up because we getting into our dating and relationship. But I'm good though. <laughs> my skin trying to glow up. My edge is coming, you know. You know what? It's been a hot girl summer. <laughs> it has. Listen. So let's get into our dating and relationships. Um, so this week we are talking about second chances. Do we have to? Yes. So Shelby, <laughs> do you believe in second chances? And if you do, how many chances are too many chances? Um, not really. <laughs> um I'm crying. One and done? Pretty much. You done done? Most of the time, most honestly, most of the time it's one and done. Let me tell you why. Because a lot of times, like when I leave a situation, I've literally tried every single possible thing, scenario, formula. To mm-hmm. make it work, and that's friendships and relationships. Very rarely do I give second chances. Like I can forgive you, but that don't mean you got to be in my life. That's true. And I think that a lot of sometimes I feel like people realize that the grass ain't green on the other side. Don't come back over here. They always come back. They do. <laughs> and I just feel like for me, I I, I feel like this. I do give such second chances, but it's very rare. Like very rare. Because I feel like a lot of people aren't honest or upfront about why they're coming back. Like they want some, I feel like a lot of people want something from you or they think the grass is green over there with you or they realize that they were a dick. Like I can't help it that you're a horrible person and that you didn't realize what you had. And that's in friendships and relationships. I think for me, this is my personal opinion. Second chances or how many chances depends on the length of the relationship I'm in with that person. Because for me, I'm I'm such a caring person that even if it's not right for them to have multiple chances, I would give them multiple chances. Yeah. So if I'm in a, invested in a relationship for years, I'm not going to say one chance and bye. Yeah. Like that's, I, to me, that's not realistic for me to say because and it just depends on what the second chance is about, you know, yeah. because... A lot of times, if you your relationship will be tested, and that don't mean cheating or lying or anything. Yeah, it just means like there's something that you have to go through as a couple, and maybe there's something that he needs a second chance on, or maybe there's something that you did, you messed up. Would you want a second chance? Would you want to tell? Him, would you want him to be like, nah, I'm done. Like, no, like, yeah. wait, you know, I don't know. I, but you know, I'm really bad about cutting you off and blocking you, so you can't contact me. I think it's it's different for. Me, if you, it just is as how long have I been invested in this person, whether it's a friendship or a man? Because if I've been invested in you for a long time, then I'm most likely gonna give you more than one chance. And if I'm just not even with you, but like whatever, then it's probably ain't gonna be no chance. I'm, I don't know. I'm that's the this may be one of the few podcasts we disagree, but I just a lot of times, 90% of the time when I'm done, I'm done. Like, Put a you fork can, in it. You can always, like, well, for me, I I have that point where I'm like, 
when I'm done, goodbye. But before that, I'm, mo- I'm most likely giving you another chance. Yeah. And it's crazy because a lot of times we say like, well, if you do this, bye. But then when it really happens, it ain't bye. You're going to work. Because you have so many emotions tied into it. Yeah. A lot of, some people live together. Some people have finances together, children. Like, yeah. it's really not, sometimes you have to make that conscious decision. Okay, if I do give you a second chance, what is going to happen? And then I turn on myself. Like, if I mess up, like, are you going to give me a second chance? Yeah. You know? I guess, like, it, for me, like, my chances are all in that one, like, timeline of that relationship does that make sense yeah like for me like I said like I will try every single thing I can or think of or use every single resource I can think of to see like what I can do to be better or to make it work and different things like that so when I say like when I get to that quote point like that's why I think I can like for me for the most part most of the time like if I say I'm done I'm done because like I've tried everything I can try Mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think at that point like it's like beating for me personally it's like beating a horse over the head over and over again so like like I'm just one of those people like I'm gonna try everything I can to try to make it work like I am and if I get to a point where it's not working for you it's not working for me and I ain't got peace and you ain't got peace and we both ain't healthy and we both ain't happy like there's no point so you have to determine if if it's worth it to you because yeah. if it ain't worth it to you then no but if you feel like there's a lot of history behind it, positive history, and it was just something yeah, that you can get past, yeah, then why not? But if yeah. it's something that you know, like, look, dude, this is about your 139th chance. Not the 139th. <laughs> we only been together two seconds. <laughs> then, yeah, like, it's not yeah. um, worth it. But I think that we all make mistakes. Yeah. We're all going to do something stupid or say something stupid or hurt somebody's feelings because, let's be honest, when you're in a relationship, you will say something or do something that will hurt their feelings, even if you don't know because, that it hurts their feelings. Because you know their buttons and you know their triggers and, yeah. um, you know, just kind of different things like that. Yeah, so um, I think it just depends on what you feel like justifies another chance for this person. Yeah. Now, I'm opposite when it comes to breaks. Like, I'm not taking I no believe break. in break. Like, we need to be together or we don't need to be together. It's it, going to be no, oh, well, we on a break. No. That's dumb. That's it. We're done or we're together. Period. Like, per- period. You better go in there and take a nap. That's your break. <laughs> and go drink some water by the fridge. I don't know. Sir, I'll be in the room sleeping. You could be watching TV. That's your break. Yeah. Until I wake up from this motherfucking nap. I just think breaks are like open windows for even more mistakes I to think happen. There are open opportunities for you to do what you need to do. <laughs> but no, I do I I don't know. It's just like you said, I think it's like a really, really tricky thing. And I will say like when it comes to those situations, like anytime like I decide that I'm done or I leave a situation, it's not something that I take lightly. Or it's not a decision that I make lightly because anybody that really knows me knows that I'm an over-analytical person and that I overthink every single thing. And also that I'm a very indecisive person. So if I make a personal decision that, like, I'm done, like, it took me a lot to come to that conclusion. I just didn't wake up on Sunday at 6.05 and be like, oh, I'm done. Because his pinky toe was longer than that toe. Like, (laughs) Like, sometimes I be in those moods. Like, you know what? I'm done. Your pinky toe is getting on my nerves. (laughs) Hey, but you still there. And when he called, your ass rolled over. Hey, babe. <laughs> Thanks, so. But I said that to say, like, 
Like, I don't take, when I make those decisions, like, I don't take those things lightly. That's something that I pray about. That's something that I ask for discernment about. And that's something that I really, really think about. Like, is, like you said, is this worth it? Yeah. Like, am I happy? Like, because I feel like in relationships, like, there are certain times where you're not going to be happy all the time. I think if you think you're going to be happy, you're sadly mistaken yeah. all the time. Because relationships have peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you don't feel like you can endure that yeah. for the rest of your life, then I feel like that's something to think about. Like, I heard somebody tell me one time, they were like, I feel like so many times people try to get with people and they try to change who they are. Or they try to bring out their potential. And you got to stop doing that. And somebody said to me one day, I kid you not, they said, that man never changed another day in his life. Would you still want to be with him? Would you still want to have his babies? Would you still want to marry him? And that's deep. Because I feel like there are some relationships where you both grow and evolve together. And I feel like there are some relationships where you don't. Because if we're being honest, women grow and develop all the time. Specifically when you get married. And specifically when you have a baby. You know what I mean? You're forced to grow. You're forced to level up and to change and to develop in different things like that. So I think at the end of the day, like, it really just comes down to can you live, like, if you decide that you're done with that person, can you live with not being with that person? If you decide that you're going to give that person a second chance, whatever it is, it doesn't, like you said, it's not, it don't have to be cheating. It don't have to be lying. It could be something, whatever, that annoys you. Yeah. If you give that person a second chance, can you live with that? Can you let it go? Can you not bring it up? Because I hate when people bring shit up again and again and again and again and again. Like I think what's important about second chances is forgiveness. Like, you have to forgive that person. Because if you do bring it up again and again, that means you ain't forgiving them and you ain't over it. So, if you, first of all, relationships, period, whether it's friendships or, or romantic relationships, you have to have forgiveness. Yeah. Because you're going to get on each other's nerves. Somebody going to say something. You're going to talk shit to each other. You're going to, like, it's going to be bad days and great days. But if you don't have, like, forgiveness within your relationship then it's not gonna be successful period i don't like i don't understand how people think that they can get through a relationship with no forgiveness you can't because like he said you gonna mess up yeah he gonna mess up and different things like that be like for instance i was talking to my homeboy the other day and he was telling me for instance he's a really blunt person i feel like men in general are really blunt and he was telling me like how he was talking to this girl one day and he didn't like think anything about what he said but she took what he said it made up a whole story in her head. So she, like, was just really upset. And he was like, I didn't even know. Yeah. And he was like, I really didn't even mean it like that. Like, he was like, he said something simple like one day, like, hey, you know, I'm about to leave and go to the crib. And she took it as like, oh, he's mad at me. He was like, no, I just want to go to the crib that I pay rent at. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was something as, you know. that That's what happens when you... When you hurt somebody's feelings and you don't know it, the person that is hurt holds on to that, not even knowing that the person has done gone on about their life, they ain't thinking about what they said to you, they probably don't even remember what they said to you, and you're the one holding on to it. So it's like, are you going to forgive this person? And I think it's really important to, A, be honest about how you feel, and B, to communicate that in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, like, if, for instance, if you make me upset, like, I don't have to I don't have to yell at you, I don't have to scream at you, I don't have to cut you out. I can say, hey, Erica, you said this, this is how I feel. Now, I'm only, for me, like, I personally, like, I'm only responsible for how I give it to you, how, like, how I relay the information. I feel like if I don't say it in a harsh way, like, it's up to you how you take it. Mm-hmm. But, hypothetically, like, if you come at me, like, hollering and screaming it and doing all this foolishness, like, that's the kind of work. And if you're out here um, playing me and making me look stupid, then it's definitely a no. There ain't no second chances in that. 
It's a hell no all the way around. It's a no, but I think that it really just depends on the relationship and the person. And the reason. If they want, yeah, if they want to give a second chance. But and can you live with that honestly? Can you? Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Thanks, my little repeater. Thanks, my little <laughs> So let's move on to the journey. So this is where we talk about our journey to... All, All things melanin. <laughs> Erica got us like doing this missing thing. <laughs> so we're going to talk about um, falling in love with your brand. Like really understanding who you are. So how can you expect people to love what you are doing and support you if you don't have your heart into it? Yeah. So I feel like with us, we really do have our heart into it. Yeah. Everything that we put out there in our blogs or our quotes or our vlogs or our podcasts is really from the heart. We don't just do it for the gram. Like we really are what we talk about. We really believe in what we talk about and what we're saying. And so I think that that resonates with our listeners, our viewers, our followers, just people that really enjoy what we do, like that resonates with them. They can tell that our heart is really into what we're saying. Every time we get up on this podcast, talking about I have something on my spirit. That's, that's for real. <laughs> that's for real. So um, I just think that whatever you are doing, make sure you fall in love with it because that is what's going to keep you going. Yeah. And I will also, just to add to that, um, I would always say, always remember your why. Yeah. Always remember your aha moment. Always remember why you're doing what you're doing. Like for me, I have that displayed somewhere. I have that displayed very distinctively in a few places. So when I get down, I read that. Or when I get down, I think about when me and Erica had a conversation of why we wanted to do what we're doing despite working nine to fives. Despite being exhausted, despite being tired, despite having our own lives and our own battles and demons that we're battling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think for me, in order to fall in love with your brand, like you got to know your why and you got to know, you have to constantly remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you have a why to what you're doing, you're going to go harder. Like if it means something to you. I feel like sometimes like people just like start stuff to start stuff or they do stuff because other people are doing stuff. Yeah. But like you have to do it for you. Yes. Because, like, we forget that when we first start out, you may not have the audience that you want to have off the top. Yeah. Like, I, I heard somebody say, like, it takes 10 years to become an overnight celebrity. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And so, I said that to say that, like, when you first start off, like, you're building your business and your brand brick by brick, essentially. So, are you going to be faithful in the one or the hundred or the 500 people that are listening to you in the beginning when you don't have the numbers that you want or you don't have the reach that you want. You have to love what you're doing every single day. Yes. Because if you don't love what you're doing every single day and you're just doing it for the gram or you're just doing it for clout, that's going to come off fake as fuck to people and they aren't going to support you, you know, like you would like them to support you. So I really feel like your why is going to help you continually Love your brand and all the seasons of your life that you go through. Yes. Because if you don't put your heart into it, people can tell that you don't have your heart into it. People can tell you just out here. Like, um, we were talking about beauty influencers one time. And beauty influencers that really um, say what brands they like. It's because they care about their brand and their name. We're Like, for All Things Melanin, we would not just endorse anything that we don't believe in. Yeah. Or that we don't have a heart for. Yeah. Like, we're not just going to be sitting up here just selling out anything that we don't really care about. 
And so I think people can see that and see that, okay, this is not really genuine. They don't really have their heart into it. So I think when you actually are genuine about your intentions and what you're doing with your brand and you actually love it, that comes across in everything that you do. Yeah. So we will continue to love y'all and love our brand. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to... Our mentor moment. Um, so this is where we give our advice on a question or thought. So the question is, so uh, life can be hectic, especially during the week. What are some ways you decompress? I think it all comes down to something simple. I think that's having me time. And I think having me time is whatever you want me time to be. Like for me, like, um, one of the things that I've been trying to do is in the morning and in at night specifically, um, and on my lunch break, is designating time for myself. Like, in the morning, I wake up, I read my devotionals, I thank God, I play my praise music, or I play, like, a spiritual podcast, and I really try to get my mind right, and I talk to Jesus and different things like that. That's me time. That sets my day to, you know, be better. At night, I unwind. I talk to God. I'm like, God, I talk to God sometimes, like, he my homie, just just kind of recounting my day, and, and I pray, and I, and I kind of let the day go. I think for me, decompressing is having uninterrupted time just to myself, and sometimes that's, that is praying. Sometimes that's meditating. Sometimes that's taking a nap in my car during my lunch break. Yep, Sometimes that. that's taking a rock around the pond at work. Sometimes that's just going in my car and being alone and bumping trap music. Like, for me, decompressing is having uninterrupted quality time where I can just release, be myself, and not worry about anything or anyone. And I think in order to decompress, it really takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. Like, for me, what I have been doing is I put my phone on Do Not Disturb at 9 p.m. Until 7 a.m. And the only people that get through me is people in my favorites. And that's, like, my family in case something go down. Yeah. So, like, my phone is on it right now. But, like, if I would get so caught up in, like, Instagram and people texting me and group chats and all of that. And I'm just like, Erica, you had a hectic day. Like, you can't even decompress your mind because you're worried about what everybody's doing and everybody's saying. And then you're exhausted when you wake up because you haven't had any, like, serious rest and just relaxing your mind. So, for me, I just, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. So, and sometimes I, like today when I was driving home, I didn't have the radio playing nothing. I'm driving home in silence. I've done I that before. Silence, just to like calm my mind. Not even in a, I wasn't even bad in a way. bad mood or anything. I just needed like to just no talking nothing. And so, um, also another thing is when I get home, I will either like make something to eat then maybe watch like one or two shows and then I will either go read something or they or go take a hot shower and go to bed. Yeah. Like I cuz normally I would just be watching TV till like midnight and be sleep and then just lousy and tired. But I just discipline myself to you be like to. okay, maybe you should watch this show and then go to bed or they go read something yeah. then go to bed. So decompressing just it you have to have discipline with it cuz it's very hard to like get yourself to unplug and decompress out out of the world after you've already had a hectic day or hectic week. Yeah. So that's what I do. As and just to piggyback on what you said, I just think that in general it's I just challenge everybody that's listening to take one hour a day and dedicate that to yourself. Yeah. And you can break that time up to thirty minutes, thirty minutes in the morning, in the night or your lunch break. But take thirty minutes, but take an hour and dedicate that to yourself 
and do something that allows you to decompress or to relax and see how that changes your life and see how that changes your moods. Yes, I think that's a good idea because I feel like we just, some of what happens is people give and give and give and give. And like when you take that hour for yourself, that's pouring back into yourself. Yes. And when you don't pour into yourself, like you don't have anything to give and that's how you get burnt out that's how you get tired that's how you get angry that's how you get resentment and that's how you be looking stressed out here in these streets <laughs> in these streets no but that's a good challenge so just everyone do that i'm even gonna do that tomorrow yes girl um so let's move on to our words of encouragement so our words of encouragement come from psalms 37 4 delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart so when I think about this um, Bible verse and I read it in different things like that, um, I just really take it to mean like when you spend time with God, when you genuinely spend time with God and you immerse yourself in his word and in his presence and you do what he tells you to do and you're just one with him, like he will provide you and give you the desires of your heart. I think sometimes like we, we, like, we try to play God. And we like, like we try to like play pray, yeah. Or we try to play like being his presence, like, and even in my like young adult Bible study class, we've been talking about like fellowshipping and hypocrites and being in his presence. And we, I think, as a society, we underestimate spending time with God, and we underestimate praying and fellowshipping and doing godly things to uplift God. I feel like we treat God, this is going to sound horrible, but we treat God like a side chick. We go to him and we pray to him and we use him when things aren't going our way and we want him to, you know, come and save the day when we got ourselves, you know, in a little bind. But honestly, like, and I'm not, and sometimes I fall short and I'm not good at it either, so I'm putting myself on blast. But when was the last time, like, you spent time with God uninterrupted? You turned your phone off mm-hmm. and you didn't let anything interrupt that. Because I guarantee that you were on social media seeing what everybody was doing in everybody's stories. Because I do it. Yeah. Like, when was the last time that you prayed? When was the time, last time that you just read your Bible and you tried to understand the word for yourself? When was the last time that you turned your phone off in church and weren't trying to see what was going on? When the preacher was preaching, like, I'm just, I'm just trying to see something. (laughs) But I think sometimes like we can't spend time in God's presence because we're not intentional about it. And we make up excuses as to why we can't do it. But I'm so glad that God don't treat me like I treat him. Yes. Because I would be SOL out of love. Yes. And I said all of that (laughs) to say that in spending, like, so earlier we challenged y'all. To spend an hour of your day interrupted for yourself. But in that hour, I challenge you to incorporate God into that in some type of way. Like one thing that I do is when I first wake up, I do not go through my social media at all. Like the only reason I pick up my phone is to read my Bible app and to see if like my parents or something called me. But, and at the end of the day, I shut it down by a certain time. Like I will not be on my phone. So I think that we just have to get really serious and disciplined about spending time with God because a lot of your dreams and passions and things aren't working out for you because you can't even get, give God like any time in your day to praise him, to thank him, to talk to him, to experience his goodness. So if you're not holding up your part of the deal, watch the God. That's true. 
And for me, I when it says delight yourself in the Lord, what that means to me is like I will get into listen to my favorite praise songs, praise music, and I like to listen to that mainly in the morning. Sometimes I do throughout the day. Yeah. If I'm if I'm able to listen to my music like that, and then um, sometimes on the way home, but mainly in the morning, I feel like it's important for me to start my day yeah. with delighting myself and just focusing on the goodness and just try to have a mentally just prepare myself for a great day. Yeah. And because it is very tough, it's a mental battle to like get up and be so delighted when you don't feel delighted and you don't feel like going to work. You don't feel like getting up. Like, so it's really, it, like you said, it is, it takes discipline and it takes um, a conscious effort and being intentional on praising God and just thinking about his goodness. Like the fact that you even woke up period period is a blessing. Yeah. So, I agree. So we're going to bow our heads in a word of prayer. So unless you're driving, please bow your head, close your eyes so we can go ahead and close us on out. Yay. Heavenly Father, we come to you as almost as we know how. Thank you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to our podcast today. We pray that each and every person that is listening, we pray that you would just continue to lead and guide them in the way that you would want them to go. We pray that you would cover them this week. We pray that you would give them the discernment that they need in all situations and relationships in their life. We pray that if they're worried about something or if they're stressed about something, that you would give them the peace to make the correct decisions and the peace to know that you have them covered. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would cover each and every person, and we pray that you continue to watch over them, to love them, and to let them know that they are worthy, that they are enough, and that they have this covered because they are a child of God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and share with a friend.